0: you're listening to the whole vineyard podcast to find out more about the whole vineyard church go to wholevineyard.co.uk. we are now going to hear from our senior pastor john clark of week two of the vision i want to encourage you to um, ready your heart grab a notepad and pen grab a bible and uh, and get ready for what god is going to say to us through john this morning You know, when I think about vision, I think about the words of Jesus, blessed are those who mourn. And I don't know if you've ever connected those two words or those two ideas together, the idea of vision with mourning. But people who mourn, I have found to be aching visionaries. Walter Storff, the famous philosopher, said this mourners are those who have caught a glimpse of God's new day, who ache with all their being for that day's coming and who break into tears when confronted with its absence. So a mourner, an aching visionary, is essentially someone who sees what could be and isn't there yet. And church, that is what we long for to stretch for, to believe for, to have faith for. And this is why I said last week that vision causes to ask the question, why not? And for some of us today, if we were to be really honest with ourselves for a moment, have some self-reflection and consult our own hearts, maybe we find in this last year, we find a little bit of indifference, we find some disappointment, we find some distraction or maybe we have discovered and if we look deep enough we will find that actually the hardship of this last year has formed some vision and some mourning and some longing and some aching in our hearts and God is inviting us afresh to mourn with him and you find this don't you in pretty much every single book of the Bible you see it in the account of Moses and story of nehemiah and habakkuk and with jesus and with paul and with the early church and you see this deep dissatisfaction with the status quo and a vision is more than just a dream it's more than just a good idea because that is often marked by what should be done or could be done as opposed to what must be done it's more like an inner conviction. It lays hold of you rather than you laying hold of it. Maybe for you today, it's in the whole area of kids, or the elderly or the marginalized, the forgotten, youth, the church, the UK, other nations, the area of health and business, racial injustice, widows, orphans, mental health, environment but vision isn't just about what we see or ache over or mourn with God about but it's something that we actually do something about and so for Joni and I today we want to again release and we want to encourage you once again to go after the vision that God has laid on your heart this year because a post-COVID world will need a church, the whole church, every single one of us to fulfill the call of God upon our lives, to step into the potential that lay so often dormant and to extend the kingdom of God. You know, I love what I read recently about an estate in West Sussex. In 2001, after years of in- intensively farming the land, they were struggling financially and were at the end of themselves. So they embarked on this project called rewilding, where you just let everything grow and you don't farm the land. And what they found was just this incredible life began to reappear. Extremely rare species like nightingales and purple emperor butterflies and all these beautiful things began to grow it became incredibly popular and people started to visit and they made more money than they were previously making and many other farms have now set upon similar rewilding projects I think the church needs a rewilding project and as I shared last week and we gave thanks to God for the last year we have begun to see a rewilding project happen and beautiful things are beginning to emerge. But this is just the beginning. But dot-to-dot connections are starting to happen. God incidences are appearing. Multiplication is happening. We are being surprised in all sorts of places with what God is doing among us. And our longing and our mourning has led us to this overarching vision of home as a church for our city. We want to see people radically returning to the heart of God and to God as home. We want to see our church family and community be an authentic expression of home. We want to create room and indeed create rooms in our city and beyond to welcome people home. And so we're going to be doing a few things to strengthen our vision of home in the next year. A few practical ways that we're gonna do to achieve that. We're first of all gonna renovate our cafe. Uh, We want people to come here and as soon as they enter through our church doors as we begin to return, is that we want people to feel at home. We want people to sense the welcome of the kingdom and the warmth of our community. And not only are we going to enjoy this, but I think about all the ministry opportunities that we have got and will expand in the future. I just think about a mum or a dad who comes for a grow baby appointment to pick up a pram. And we get to invite them just to come into our cafe to grab a, a sofa and just have a cappuccino. And we get to engage with them and to listen to their story and to take time to share The gospel with them and to pray with them all the incredible opportunities we will be able to have so we want to renovate the cafe we want to uh, build a playground and create outside space again to expand our area of growth and what God seems to be on to strengthen home uh, to create space and to real to really be a blessing to our community and again someone comes along for some kind of appointment, some expression of our compassion ministries and that reach. And we're able to allow the kids just to go and have some fun in the playground, allow uh, the the parents to come and have a coffee and sit outside. And so we wanna build some outside facilities and space. We're gonna build a new child check-in system, which is gonna be just awesome. And we've been doing lots of investment, and I'm sure we're gonna continue in the whole area of making the physical as it were the best representation of our church culture of welcoming people home it's more than a sign on the door it has to be the essence of who we are and then of course with the expansion of compassion ministries and the future of that where we won't be going back but actually uh, we're going to try and keep up with what God seems to be doing among us, is of course we've got uh, one eye upon potentially ex- expanding, extending, building, finding, renting, owning, who knows what, our own compassion centre, compassion facilities to expand all that God is doing among us. And that's really something that we're looking at, we're thinking about, we're planning, we're strategizing about but it's an issue of timing but that's something that we're certainly preparing for now under this umbrella of home this is a time as I shared last week where we are rooted in Hosea 6 and God has called us to return home to restore home and to rebuild home it's a season for the Lord to bandage us up by his presence to bandage us up as a community and for us to be sent out to bandage our community and so I just wanna share a few more practical outworkings of that vision. How do we turn that vision into action with you today? And still much of that is in process. As I said last week, we wanna prioritize posture over plans and we wanna create space for the church to pioneer ministry and for that vision to be stirred in our hearts over the coming months. But first of all, the idea of returning home this is our heart, that we would be a church that longs to return to God, put first things first, to return to our first love in worship and adoration and passion and experience and encounter of God. And I love the challenging words of Amos chapter 5, where it says, when was the last time you sang to me. When was the last time you sang to me? An expression of the heart of God that once again, that's all that he wants from us is us. And I I see as we begin in this next season to roll out services and prayer and various other gatherings and ministries that we're going to lean into truly what matters. What is of value? And that consumer idea of You know, if it's downloadable, there's no need to lean in and to engage. But you can't download being in the presence of God together. You can't download him speaking to us, being in the word together, sharing communion together, of allowing the Holy Spirit to move among us, to allow for more space of the prophetic, to be a house of prayer. And this must always, like Pentecost, propel us, out into the community we gather to scatter so what does it mean to live out our worship as a teacher to live out our worship as a mum, as a dad working in the hospital for being a student for being at school wherever life finds us but our priority is him and his presence and much of what we will do in the natural will be to facilitate that heart and that vision, that longing to return, that desperation for God, that hunger and thirst for intimacy with him. Secondly, it's about restoring home as a community. We and read, we read in those verses in Hosea 6 about God bringing a bandaging and a healing in this season. It will be a time for us as a community to see the Lord bring healing because of this pandemic and indeed healing from things that were there that lay dormant before the pandemic that the last year has kind of brought to the surface there were cracks there maybe in much of our character and some of our habits and some of our levels of brokenness and and these things have come to uh, come to light they've come to um, the surface and we need to allow the Lord to deal with those things we do this because as a community our identity in Christ is communal as the body of Christ we belong to each other when one part of the body suffers we all suffer we do not love the church as an institution or as an ideal but as a community of brothers and sisters this is what is so powerful and unique we take the initiative to contribute in prayer times, to wash up, to welcome visitors, to care for needs, to drop in on people, to be the solution, to pray and to care and to welcome. And through the cross and the resurrection, we are this beautiful family that's not perfect. We're wounded healers, but where God is present by his Holy Spirit. And so there needs to be a season of connection, of healing, of lament, of pastoring, to be a tight-knit community and we'll be releasing trained pastoral care to help process this season various courses to help navigate with some of the kind of the mental and the emotional fallout of the last year uh, we're going to be releasing a new podcast channel to kind of help process these things and one of the things we're going to be looking at in that is how we as a church continue to be a welcoming church in a world divided over issues of race? What does it mean to be a church of reconciliation? Not just in theory, but actually in practice. To be a church that reflects the coming kingdom. You know, how can my soul thrive again post-COVID? And one of the practical outworkings of this vision is that we're going to be organizing and planning for a church weekend away uh, next year, as soon as we're uh, allowed to plan and to book properly and we'll be announcing further details. But as soon as we're allowed to do that, we really want to value um, as an outworking of this vision and putting into action a time of being together, of healing, of community, of fellowship, of celebration. And uh, I'm really excited about, about that. And as we think about returning to levels of regular rhythms, if you like, you know, I I just want to reflect on something that happened to me many years ago when I returned from my gap year away. I went travelling, and as I returned home, um, I experienced something of a reverse culture shock. I got a culture shock when I went travelling, was very homesick, but actually when I returned, I I encountered a little bit of trauma, emotional trauma, Uh, trauma and fatigue from being away and I encounter something called reverse culture shock which is a lot less well understood because the essence of home in terms of our own lives in terms of the church can be described with kind of key elements of familiar places and familiar people and routines and predictable patterns of interaction And these ingredients and these elements bring about trust and they bring about understanding and security and safety and belonging. And what has happened in the pandemic is that a lot of that has been turned upside down and many of us have felt levels of insecurity and uncertainty and anxiety that we may never have experienced before. So as we begin to think about returning home, if you like, We need to have grace for one another in this season pastorally. And this is part and parcel of the bandaging and healing that God will bring. Yes, there will be a honeymoon period of celebration and excitement, being able to kind of get back to levels of normality and familiarity that bring levels of um, security and uh, peace in our lives. But, you know, there'll be times of disappointment and disillusionment. We'll realize that... Circumstances have changed. There's a new normal that we have changed, that other people have changed. There'll be a readjustment. People will process this in different ways and at different speeds. There'll be different stages of re entry for those who have been homeschooling, for those who have been uh, key workers in this time, for retired folk, for those who have lost loved ones. It will be a real period of readjustment. And we need to be sensitive to other people's journeys and allow them to outwork their own story and to wrestle with meaning and purpose and a time of just reflection and being the church and listening and supporting and praying for one another. Finally, rebuilding. The call outwards is to call people home and bandage the wounded of our city. And so one of the ways we're going to do that is practically um, after Easter we're going to be exploring something that Joni and I talked about at the beginning of our vision series when we took on the church last year is multi-site about planting sites and church planting locally and beyond and we just really feel um, a nudge from the Lord to start preparing now and to exploring and praying and seeking the Lord together as a church and to go on that journey so Joni and I will be leading a season of inviting people to explore this and ultimately be trained we want to reach the far reaches of our city and beyond we want to reach those who have been the unreachable before and we've got to go we've got to obey the great commission we've got to go and so if that is of interest to you and uh, we got to share some of this with our leaders last week and um, and already people are saying, I'd love to go on that journey. Can I come on that journey of just praying and seeking the Lord and getting a map out and seeing God, what are you saying to us as a church? And indeed, internationally, we've got, and I'm not gonna spoil it now, but we've got an awesome couple, Jed and Kim, um, who will be sharing with us in a couple of weeks about helping uh, how their ministry of helping people in the Ukraine. And we're going to hear their story and we're looking forward to growing and building a partnership with them. We're talking about how we can connect with refugees, about how we can be a home and a place for leadership, for people from all ethnicities and backgrounds and locations and socioeconomic status, people who really reflect our city. And we want to create a church where where those with Additional needs of any capacity can just feel uh, just as welcome and included at home as everyone else. We need to create space for the diversity in church life. Now regarding compassion, we've talked a lot about this. And so it's not a change of direction, but a continuation and an expansion of bandaging the city up because we are marked with compassion in this season. And so, of course, we've got the beautiful work going on with the food bank and we're in talks right now connecting with kids who've been excluded from their school about how they can help serve in the food bank, connecting dots. We've got the growth of Grow Baby and just new opportunities all the time. We've had an opportunity just on our desk this week about launching that in a a new place, uh, multiplying that, about helping people with uh, finances and getting out of debt and job loss in a post-COVID world. It's about creating grace outposts and we we want you guys to be involved in that, not just serving but leading and with what's in your heart and your mourning and your aching to communicate and to share what you sense God is saying to you and us. Then there are new things we're really excited about. We really feel a call to go to the Forgotten, the Marginalised, and that obviously includes the prison we're launching, and we uh, the Prison Project, where we do welcome home bags to those leaving prison, uh, new processes and systems for connecting with ex-offenders and helping them to find home, and doing assemblies and services launching in autumn in Hull Prison. We're also launching something called Flourish, and this is working with vulnerable women and those journeying out of prostitution and drug addiction and we have the absolute joy to serve and step up with our partnership with Lighthouse uh, with doing all sorts of different things but just things like blessing brothels and house renovations and and so many more unique projects and of course the school meal projects which we believe is just a one-off but actually this is what we're hoping and strategizing and f- hoping to finance is to be an ongoing ministry under the umbrella of compassion and bringing hope to our city. And one of the ways God clearly spoke to us about, and we're seeing in increasing ways, is in the whole area of partnership, of partnership. And we've seen about nine schools partner with us. Uh, just this morning, our team have been recording online assemblies for Easter reaching literally thousands of kids in our city. Uh, We're partnering with charities such as Emmaus, with Paws, which is connecting with women and children in foster care, with the Domestic Abuse Partnership, with the Whole Food Partnership, and so many different partnerships that are springing up. And then, of course, as we bandage the city, we think about the significance in this season of Alpha Online, And of course, we will do Alpha in person again, but also it's a great opportunity to continue doing things online because so many people have said to us that we would not have done this if it meant coming to church. And so uh, we're looking forward to launching both in-person and online Alpha courses in the future because the future of the church will be a hybrid of in-person and online. So we're believing church. And we just mentioned a few things to kind of whet your appetite and kind of keep you in the loop. But we're believing for the spring rains to be upon us. We sense collectively that there's another gear that's about to be uh, shifted for us in the next couple of months. And just to close, Joni and I uh, last week had a little walk locally by the marina and we visited, we really were keen to visit We love Hull so much and we're keen to visit the new bridge on Castle Street and it's really beautiful, very impressive and it's interesting as we walked across the bridge, uh, we noticed a part of the marina that we've never ever noticed or even walked around, which is crazy. I've been here for over 20 years and it's one of my favourite parts of the city. Joni and I had our wedding reception down there and so it's one of our favorite places to go and have a coffee and to hang out and take some time out. And so it was really strange. But as we went across the bridge, we saw a new place. And I felt like the Lord was speaking to us and said, Hove in your Church, as you build a bridge into our community, welcoming people home, you are going to discover things and people and opportunities, and areas, and kingdom activity that was always there, but we had never seen. And these things are being kept hidden, not from us, but for us, for such a time as this. As a church, I want to invite you to mourn with the Lord, and to step out, not just to dream, not just to ache, not just to long for, but to actually put legs on the vision to be brave and to be courageous and have permission just to go for what's in your heart and in the rush to return to normal we need to use this time to consider which parts of normal are really worth rushing back to because this season has caused us to indeed narrow the focus and follow the favor and we need to continue to be led by Jesus and do what he is calling us to do. And from Joni and I, we would absolutely love to have you on this journey with us. Thank you for listening to the Hall Vineyard podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash connect and stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.